Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. And I'm Rebecca Bradeau. And yes, today we aren't covering an issue. We are going, as I said last week, we are going to do a brief segment about what you need to know about Iron Fist if you're just getting into Iron Fist or you just want some knowledge of what the character is about in time for the show, stuff like that. We thought we'd make an episode just for that because you can listen to our first episode but that that very in-depth covers like his origin not really all of the stuff that's relevant to the character so you know because we've we've done the original series but we haven't really touched on immortal iron fist or anything so this is a good point to explain what the character's about because we are jumping ahead a lot as well and covering new issues that are coming out so i feel like it would benefit people to at least know stuff besides the original run from our podcast. I mean, we will cover Immortal Iron Fist and stuff eventually, but yeah, if that yeah. makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, we we wanted to we wanted to discuss things that might come up in the show and give everyone a bit of a you know overview because obviously we've been taking the comics as they come and we haven't yeah. touched some of the big storylines or some of the stuff that might fe- feature into the show. So yeah, we we've barely touched Immortal Iron Fist, which introduces a lot of like important mythology, which is why part of the reason we're doing this, uh, what you need to know section, just to fill people in on that stuff, so they can, if they're like living through Iron Fist vicariously through our podcast, then they can have some of the required knowledge to read the newer stuff as well, as opposed to just the original. So, um, why don't we get started on that? Daniel Rand was taken by his father to go to Kunlun. So they went. So he did what any good father would do. He took his nine-year-old son hiking through the mountains in Tibet, looking for a mystical city. <laughs> so we also have Heather, his mother, along for the trip, and Harold Meacham, the rapscallion business partner of Wendell because uh, Wendell is the owner of a multi-million dollar corporation, well, a co-owner uh, called Rand Meacham Corp or Inc., one of those two. Yeah. And Meacham is obviously the other owner of that business partnership. Now, the reason Wendell wants to go to Kunlun is because he used to live there. He was the eldest adopted son of the previous UT, which was which is the leader of the city. But he left due to stuff we will go into later, and now he wants to return because, hey, I want my family to live in an immortal city. So, yeah. So they're hiking along in the mountains, and, you know, stuff goes wrong, shockingly. Uh, Danny falls, well, depending which version you read, Danny falls down a slope, or Harold decides to let off a flare. But either way, Danny and Heather are hanging on the edge of a cliff. And Wendell goes to rescue them, but he gets dragged down as well. And Harold decides this is the perfect opportunity to get rid of Wendell because he thinks this trip is a fool's errand. And you can't really blame him for that, but he does proceed to stomp 
on Wendell's fingers, and Wendell falls brutally to his death, right in front of Danny and Heather. Harold then proceeds to pronounce his love for Heather, and she rejects him. Because really, when you're going to so. declare your love for someone, <laughs> the, this is the best situation to do it in. Sort of having just, yes, you know, sort of uh, sentenced their husband, who presumably they like, to death. Yes. Now, some later works implied they had an affair, but either way, uh, cold-blooded murder in front of of the father of your child not going to go down well. No, not to many women, no. That's not a thing we look for in guys. Yes. So Harold says, screw you guys then, I'm leaving, and he leaves. And we'll get back to him later. But for now, Heather and Danny keep trekking through the snow. Heather is under the assumption that they're going to die anyway, but there's no reason to tell Danny that. And they're going through, and they actually stumble across Kunlun, the mystical city. I think one of the... um, Yeah, one of the important things to point out with Heather and, and Danny is she is talking revenge the whole time. Yeah. Yes, she she wants Danny to get revenge. Yeah. On Harold, big jerk. So they come across the bridge, but they are being they've been stalked by a pack of wolves for a while and the pack of wolves decides to strike now. So Heather essentially sacrifices herself so Danny can get across the bridge and he's rescued by monks and he's forced to watch his mother get torn to shreds. But Danny lives, and he's in Kunlun. Now, a bit about Kunlun. Kunlun is, well, it's a mystical city. It's an immortal city. It's one of eight immortal cities, but we'll get into that later. This city is, it's based, well, obviously it's pretty heavily inspired by the Kunlun mountain in Chinese mythology, which is said where a bunch of, you know, deities and stuff all hung out. And in turn, there's actually a real mountain range called the Kunlun Mountains, but they're two different things. Uh, Kunlun Mountains are obviously named after the, you know, heavenly city. And behind the Kunlun Mountains is believed to be the Yellow River, which is the source of Chinese civilization. So there's a lot of... I mean, I don't, I don't want to generalize it by saying Kudlun's kind of like Mount Olympus, but you know what I mean. It's it's a heavenly, immortal city. It's that. It's the, It's uh, in that vein. Yes. Yeah. It, it's in that sort of vein, and it's also this whole thing reeks of uh, Lost Horizon, which was a novel in the 1930s, and it's most well known because. It came uh, it came up with Shangri-La, which is like a utopian monastery high in the mountains of Tibet. And utopian monasteries high in mountains have been used a lot, obviously, in uh, this story included. So there's a lot of sort of old, old school references going into this, taking a lot of old uh, mythology and fiction stuff like that. Yeah, just pointing that out, because, yeah, Kunlun was not created by white people, despite what some people think. So, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So then we cut... So, obviously, Danny is taken in by the monks, and the UT, which is not the UT that adopted Wendell. This UT is Wendell's half-brother, the son of the previous UT. And he 
uh, he puts Danny under the tutelage of Lei Kung the Thunderer, which is another reference to Chinese mythology Lei Gong, who's also called the Lord of Thunder. It's obviously more Chinese mythology, obviously. And so basically, he trains Danny a lot. There's a lot of cool references to other mythology, but we won't cover that here. That's all in the first episode. I'll put that in the show notes. We don't want to go too in depth into all the mythology for this part. Um, but yeah, basically, he trains, he trains, he trains, he trains for 10 years. And then he gets the opportunity to face Shaolau the Undying which is a big dragon and if he faces that dragon he'll get the power of the Iron Fist and that's open so, to anyone who wins the combat and he happens to have won the combat so it's not like um, yes yeah it's a know. big tournament sort yeah. of style thing and he, he won the tournament so now he gets the opportunity to go and face this dragon and he's still angry This in these past 10 years he has just been burning with desire for revenge so he goes he fights the dragon spoiler he kills it well he beats it by he sees a brand on the dragon's chest and he notices that it's connected to the dragon's heart which is in a separate sort of bowl in the back of this cave so he put he puts the dragon in a bear hug and he gets burned as a result, and that is the origin of the dragon brain on his chest. But he cuts off it from its heart, so he kind of suffocates it, I guess. So it dies. He goes in, he plunges his hands into the molten heart of this dragon, and that's when he gets the power of the Iron Fist. And it's a really hot molten heart, so he goes and puts his hands in the snow afterwards, but yeah. And this is all very reminiscent of, because they were inspired... Iron Fist was inspired by... Uh, this movie, uh, Five Fingers of Death, is it? And yeah, there's a part in that movie yeah. called The Ritual of the Iron Fist, and like he's plunging his hands into like sand and gravel, stuff like that. But yeah, so he's got... So now he has the power of the Iron Fist, and he only has one more challenge, the challenge of the one. And that's this big dude, he has to fight him. Turns out it's a robot, he uses his Iron Fist and punches its head off. And UT's like, cool, you have the right to become an immortal with us now. So he gets offered a fruit from a tree. Which is very Adam and Eve-esque, so... Yes. And if he eats this fruit, he will become, you know, a full-on member of Kunlun. He will be... Uh, he will be an immortal like them. But Kunlun, at this point, has also appeared back on Earth. Because the thing with Kunlun is every ten years, it'll appear on Earth. But then it, it's not there for very long. Then it'll vanish for another ten years. So it appears on Earth. Dennis starts to get revenge instead, and he leaves Kunlun and rejects the offer of immortality, and kind of just leaves the people that he's supposed to be championing, or the champion of. So he leaves. He goes through New York, and he finds Harold Meacham, and he goes to kill him. But Harold Meacham is a paranoid, broken old man who's missing his legs because he got lost when he just wandered off earlier after killing his dad. So Danny can't bring himself to kill Harold. And yeah, but Harold gets killed anyway by a ninja, which is this, you know, whole plot uh, done by this Master Khan guy who's an ancient enemy of Kunlun. But basically, Danny ends up clearing his name because he gets framed for murder. Uh, he gets part of his company back. 
Like he gets the rights he should have to his company back, and he co-owns it with Joy. And he also saves Kunlun in the process by thwarting the plot of Master Khan and the ninja. Yeah. And along the way, he meets some colorful characters, like Colleen Wing, who is probably the first person outside of Kunlun that he comes across that isn't trying to kill him. So, she is an early character, and my favorite thing about her, well, one of my favorite things about her is that she's an attractive female character in a 70s comic, first one that's introduced, and she's not a love interest, and she never is, and it's never implied. And they eventually go through this mind meld thing where they all get each other's memories and stuff, so they're very, very tied. And it also introduces Misty Knight, who ends up being a love interest. Uh, You probably know her from Luke Cage and stuff. Uh, Yeah. And the basic, I mean, like, let's let's address the quick Misty thing from the Luke Cage TV show. Um, in the comics, Misty is a police officer, but she loses her arm saving people from a bomb attack. She sort of carries the arm, the bomb out, and her arm gets blown off. She gets a bionic arm from Tony Stark, and Colleen, who's a friend of hers and running a detective agency, um, is the person who helps Misty. Um, sort of find another place in the world because she doesn't know what to do since she's been a police person for all, police person for all this time. So Colleen's the one who helps um, Misty get back on her feet again and, and that's one of the reasons they're so tight. So, yeah. um, so that's just a, a little thing about Misty. So a lot of the stuff is she's still thinking a little bit like a police person uh, but she's sort of getting to grips with, with her new normal. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much the that's pretty much Danny's origin right there. Really, it, it's a it's a longer origin than usual. But yeah, he's uh, he's heavily heavily inspired by the Amazing Man, also known as John Amman. The Amazing Man he trained in a utopian monastery high in the mountains of Tibet. Uh, you know, he went through vigorous training with the Council of Seven, and they all kind of looked like UT. But the main enemy of the Amazing Man is the Question. And he's pretty much got UT's exact design. Also, uh, the, the what Cobra from GI Joe or whatever. He's a ripoff of uh, the Amazing Man as well. And yeah, so the Amazing Man is very similar to Iron Fist's origin. And the Amazing Man is actually a character later on in Iron Fist, which we will get to later. But yeah, so at some point. Um, Danny runs afoul of Davos. Davos is like Danny's arch enemy. And Davos, essentially, he knew his dad, Wendell. And Wendell beat Davos for the right to challenge Charlotte for the Iron Fist. Davos went and challenged it anyway, and he lost very badly. The dragon didn't even think he was worth killing. Davos tried to hug the dragon, but he only got half the tattoo. So he got very jealous, warped and twisted. He was the son of Lei Kung as well, the Thunderer and he thought he had a great destiny but he didn't, so he left Kunlun and that's why Wendell left. He got sort of turned off the whole thing and just bugged off. Um, but yeah, he runs afoul of Davos. They, they they clash now and then and eventually Iron Fist joins up with Luke Cage, Power Man, and they form Heroes for Hire and have a you know, all sorts of fun adventures there but later on we are introduced to other Iron Fists 
and this concept that because up until that point we thought Danny was the only Iron Fist, but there's a bunch of other Iron Fists. Well, uh, we, I, th I assume we assume it was a tradition, but we didn't hear about any of them. So like uh, this, so then it which left it open when future comic book writers came in to say, yeah, let's investigate this. Um, yeah, so so there's a bunch of Iron Fists, uh, and Orson Randall being the most notable one, who was the previous Iron Fist, and he was around in the World War One era, and he was a very big throwback to the golden age of comics with his aesthetic, and you know he's had a few stories set in the 30s and stuff like that. And definitely yeah, the is... uh, Nick Fury of Iron Fists. Yeah, and so. He teaches Danny all sorts of new tricks. He gives Danny a big book of Iron Fists where he learns much different powers, so Iron Fist can calm crowds with his chi instead heal of just heal himself oh yeah. better. Well, I, heal I should people. probably add that he uses the Iron Fist, which is the chi of Shaolao, to punch things. <laughs> I forgot to mention that bit. <laughs> yeah. But yes, he can heal people. He can heal himself. He can propel bullets out of his chest if he got shot. There's a whole bunch of things he can do now, and. Yeah, that was awesome who taught him that, and there's been a whole bunch of other Iron Fists. There's like this Akira kid later on, there's uh, Wiryu Shi, yeah, the, pirate. Yeah, the Pirate Queen. Um, she's great. And there was uh, Iron Fist in the Opium Wars, I all mean, sorts of... The other interesting stuff. thing that Orson brings into it is that you learn that Danny's one of the ones who only uses his fists as the, the weapon. Um, the rest of them, so some of the others, um, use their act, use actual weapons and invest them yeah. with chi power. So Orson uh, uses guns, and he has this sort of gun fu, which is very cool. Uh, the pirate queen has a bow that she can yeah. uh, that she invests with it. So that's um, so that's it's it's one of the thi the cool things that people often ask is, is it just his fists? And it's like it is, but if he wanted to, he could use a weapon and do it. He's just Danny doesn't tend to. And at some point, uh, there's a demon that comes along and kills most Iron Fists when they reach 33, but luckily Danny defeats it. Yeah, th so, uh, importantly, that's... that's um, uh, do we want to name it, or...? Yeah, you can name it. Um, that's uh, Zhu Cheng. Yep, Zhu Cheng. So, yeah, that, that's the demon that runs around killing all the Iron Fists. May, may be important to the show. Yeah. Um, and, we also, and we also find out that UT's a jerk at one point. Uh, he was. Jerk. He's tried to have. He's tried to have Danny killed in the past. Um, he was jealous of Danny's dad, and there was a whole political coup in Kunlun, and yeah, that was messy. But Lei Kung became the new UT. But that stuff's not too important. Um, and Iron Fist is one of the immortal weapons, so he's the immortal weapon of Kunlun. And there's uh, seven other cities. Well, six, six but there's cities, a secret seven. <laughs> And yeah. there's other mortal weapons like Fat Cobra, Bride of Night Spiders, you know, all, all, all sorts of crazy cats. Dog Brother. Yeah. I, I only mentioned so, him because he's, he's, he's many of the girls' favourites. <laughs> and uh, the most notable immortal weapon is John Amman. Who I know. Who's straight up, straight up, he's the amazing man. Uh, he's He can turn into green mist. Uh, which is one of which was one of the amazing man's powers. He turns to the agreement, so he's pretty much straight up the same character. But yeah, that that that's that covers his pseudonym is Prince of Orphans. Yeah. 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 yeah so the whole thing with Danny, 
is he's conflicted a lot because he went to take revenge, he gave up immortality, and he couldn't even do it in the end. So that becomes a point of thing in his character. Once in a while, he feels like a fish out of water a lot because he doesn't really truly belong to either world that he's from, Earth or Kunlun. But, you know, that those are recurring themes that are explored. But, yes, yeah, so I'll also say that Iron Fist wasn't the first martial arts Marvel hero. That belongs to Shang-Chi, master of kung fu, who predates Iron Fist. Yeah, and he's um, he's um, the son of Fu Manchu and is an amazing martial artist. Yeah, Shang-Chi's a cool dude. Yeah, he's great. And he has a cat in some of the later comics, which is awesome. Yeah, but he works and him well and Iron Fist. with Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah, they get together a lot. Uh, Shang Chi was bigger than Iron Fist, but now it's the other way around. But yes, so I believe that that that's all. That's everything, really. Yeah, I think for me the most important things about Danny is that this whole thing that his his parents really did mess him up. His his mother is the one who gave him this drive for d- revenge. It's the last thing she said to him. It's the thing she like rammed into him when he's at the most traumatic period of his life. It's not necessarily something that's natural to him, which is possibly why he then veers away from it. Because, you know, all of his teachings, all of his upbringing has been in Kulun, which may, ne- may not necessarily be the people yeah. who are pointing to revenge. So he has that conflict. He also has huge abandonment issues, because everyone ever close to him or who's loved has been, like, horribly killed, betrayed him horribly, or left him. Um, well, <laughs> like, randomly. The people in Kunlun straight up tell him not to take, you know, take immortality, live with us. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah. he's and uh, so he's he's a I mean he's a very messed up kid, and that doesn't seem to affect his personality much. So he has that kind of conflict of you always know underneath there must be stuff like really messing him up. Like even some of the stuff with with Misty and the sort of stop start of their relationship. I mean I know um, some of it is is down to how Misty treats him, but like a lot of it is that he doesn't really know how to make those relationships. Yeah. Um, so he either latches on, and that's what's very special about Colleen is because who knows where that would have gone without the mind meld? But with the mind meld, they're like closer than brother and sister. Yeah, and Danny Danny also gets along very well with Luke Cage. Uh, it's like the is old like couple. Perfect for him. Yeah. Um, they they just they don't really have many problems with each other at all. They get on great. Uh, I mean they're best buddies, so yeah. it makes sense. But yeah, so. I don't really have anything else to add with that, really. I think that's everything. Yeah. You know, we covered the other Iron Fist, all that sort of stuff. So, yes, uh, now we'll get on to, because we... Uh, we'll get on to the show now, the Netflix show, because uh, we asked people to send in their thoughts, hopes, fears, blah, blah, all that stuff, and uh, we'll also cover a bit of news. So the big news is reviews. Yeah. Um, reviews have been not great. Uh, most of the ones I read said were like the show was meh compared to the others, but they didn't outright say it was bad. Some sh- some reviews are outright saying it sucks, it's terrible. Uh, a couple of reviews say it's actually you know pretty good. So I, <laughs> I can't I, yeah, really I, tell. I mean, um, the main takeaway for me is that like the the reviewers got to see six episodes. They've had seven of the other yeah. shows, which implies that episode seven might be slightly <laughs> slightly big deal for Ironverse. Um, but what what the, the big takeaway for me is that they say it's a little bit slow to get off the ground. Um, yeah, and, and the reasons they say it's slow more intrigue me than anything else. They actually make me excited because that sounds like my type of bag. 
it it sounds like it's very different from the other ones, which I think is like all they've got to compare it to are the other ones, which came out quite strong, and then sometimes floundered a little bit. Um, and it seems like this time we're we're getting more of a slow start, which ramps up, and that's never going to give the best sort of preview reviews, because if you've only if you've only given the critics the bit where it, where it it doesn't kick up, then they're not going to be able to judge what happens. You know the whole thing. Yeah, from what I've heard, the six episode does set up like a big kick up in terms of action and stuff. So we have that, and a lot of reviews are saying like, "Oh, it never comes together and stuff." And it's like, well, you watch less than half the show. Yeah. So and there's there's a couple, not many of the reviews, but there is a couple of reviews that just straight up slam it for having the white uh, protagonist. But you know, we've talked about that. Um, I'm just saying that that's not really a valid criticism for I the show like, you already I, knew there was going to be a white protagonist i think like i think with any tv shows it's like go in watch it see how you react to it um, people are saying it's this doesn't have any social messages or anything since when did the since when was being a political soapbox a requirement for these shows you know like uh they they never really they never really advertised that for Iron Fist, like oh, it's no, going to be. And, and it certainly wasn't you know. an issue for Daredevil. I think it's um, I think it's possibly because coming after Jessica Jones, which was like the first female superhero-led TV show since like Wonder Woman in in the seventies. Uh, <laughs> let's not forget Wonder Woman because I'll be like hung, drawn, and quartered. Um, but you know, obviously that was a very up-to-date look at at what some at what women sometimes have to deal with in the world and then Luke Cage was obviously almost, uh, was obviously the first black superhero um, I think, unless we're count. I mean obviously there's like been Blade and stuff in the films but it, those were quite a big deal whether you count that as political or not and um, so maybe they're well, just that's saying the thing. That they, it's they, not that people are expecting people are expecting like you know, progressive or political stuff but it's like that that those shows kind of advertise that. This show hasn't, hasn't ever promised that. No. It's. It it, you know, has, it's, it has, however, promised that it's going to be a look at the mega rich, um, and yeah. I don't think we should discount that because that is in itself at the moment a political message. Um, about well, from what how, I've heard, it does how, look at that how, a lot. Yeah, so. and exactly, and it's also it's a political message about how the elite, um, who are running big corporations and don't have to deal with the little people. Um, deal with the world so I, th- I mean it's it seems like it could be very current um it's just not the message that maybe people on reviewers were going into it I mean, looking for look at daredevil it's like a big morality play thing it's not a political soapbox it's not really many politics in daredevil and you know there's it, it's iron fist that's the it's these are supposed to be entertainment i don't watch these for I watch them for bait, Eight. but you know, I, I honestly think that like, I'm not going to let reviews, I, I didn't let reviews on the first seven episodes of Luke Cage get me too excited, I'm kind of glad. I didn't let reviews, you, you know, you've got to like, if you're going to watch it, watch it. And um, if it's terrible, laugh at it. If it's great, enjoy it. It's like, you know, like, there's one thing that it will never take away from us, and that's the comics, and the comics are great. So um, I'm happy he's going to be on screen. I'm happy we've got him, and then we've got him in the Defenders. And I don't think it is going to be terrible. I think, you know, none of them have said... Well, a couple of them have... You know, like, it's, it's, also, the interesting thing, if you've read quite a few of them, 
is they do not agree with one another, which suggests no. that a lot of it is a very, very um, subjective bit of um, yeah uh, of, of reviewing. And, and and what I mean is that they don't even agree on whether the acting's good. So like, um, and that's the one thing I would have thought reviewers could agree on. It's like whether you don't like the message, you don't like the story, you don't like the script. The one thing you should be able to agree on is the skill of the people involved. Either way, I know this is actually all these bad reviews. Uh, there's been a couple of bad reviews. I've gotten a lot of people angry. So I know that a lot of people have actually gotten more interest in the show or decided to watch the show now that it's gotten this sort of buzz. Um, and I, I think it'll be good. Uh, from what I've heard of the first six episodes, I, I kind of like I like the, the what they're saying about the pacing and the mystery. I, I like that. As an Iron Fist fan, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but yeah, and also, I wasn't um, I wasn't the hugest fan of Luke Cage or Jessica Jones. I liked Luke Cage. I didn't really like Jessica Jones that much. Yeah, um, see, I love Jessica Jones. I thought Luke Cage really had really suffered from its second half. And the one thing that interests me about Iron Fist is if they say it starts off a little bit um, slow and building up, then. I really hope it and ends a lot strong, of the... because like, that would be awesome for a change, because a lot of them have lost their way a little bit halfway through. A lot of the reviews assume that it's going to lose its way halfway through, and it's like, well, if it's doing all that build-up, and episode 6 is supposed to lead up something big, then it's probably going to be the opposite. I don't know why they'd assume that. And I never thought... Uh, uh, I guess Daredevil had a couple of problems with Karen episodes. That's another story. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be good, and I know... A lot of other people looking forward to it as well. So, yeah, I, I haven't let the reviews bug me too much. No, keep the faith, everyone. Let's see what we think because about it in a week's time. Plus, a lot of a lot of the negative reviews I read were just stupid because some of their logic, like as I've mentioned before, oh, the show never ties anything together. It's like you're speaking about less than half of the show. Yeah, <laughs> it, I mean, it might I, not yeah. tie everything together. Yeah. <laughs> I just you know, found, you still I, got... found, I found reading the reviews very kind of um, a little bit like whiplash, like they really went, they're really all over the place. So um, yeah, I just whatever. It's like I'm gonna watch and it, I'm... even if yeah. they were, even if this... they were all terrible, I'd be watching it. As much as I'll get hate for this, this show doesn't have the armor of being progressive. So you know, people. A lot of people are probably, you know, a lot of critics are probably willing to overlook some of the flaws of Jessica Jones and Luke Cage because they're all progressive. Whereas Iron Fist doesn't actually have that in its favour, so people don't really care about as much as giving it uh, good reviews. And, you know, people are also looking for a chink in Marvel. I mean, we have... In uh, the armour of, of Marvel. Sounded a bit bad. Yeah. Um, you know, like, they're looking for... Yeah, it. I thought the, you were talking about... No, like... God, don't be awful. <laughs> I would never say that. Well, because, Number one. Cause, cause you of, were like, talking the, about armour, and it's what made me think about it. They're looking yeah. for... They're looking for, the like, for Marvel to to not come out of the, the gate running. Oh, yeah. A lot of, pe- a lot of people have seen the, like... A lot of these clickbait articles which have come up saying, all the reviews, this is Marvel's first big flop, stuff like that. You know, like, they want, they're excited, they want Marvel to put out something that isn't uh, great on Netflix. Um, yeah. Which which happens, is the way... You know, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not being, like, a defender of the show, because I haven't seen it yet, but I'm just pointing out that a lot of these reviews just don't make much sense. They're very subjective, and they seem very personal, and not that objective, but... 
yeah, there, there, there's a, there's two reviews. Uh, you sent me one of them, Rebecca. Denner Gig and Comic Book Movie. They both have pretty good, reasonable reviews of the show. Yeah. So I usually I'll put take Den of Geek as my uh, sort of thermometer. They're like they're a geek uh, website from over in the UK. I think they have an American version as well. But they're usually fairly sensible. They also, um, when the Marvel shows drop, the Netflix shows drop, they tend to do the sort of Easter eggs in each episode. So they're quite a good site to, like, keep an eye on for it, um, in that they actually do know the comics reasonably well. Um, yeah. I guess, yeah, what's the takeaway from this? Take take Lord of the Reviews with a big grain of salt. But also, look, look, let's just put something else out there. If it's terrible, we're not going to say that it's great. Like you know, we also no. obviously, obviously we love Iron Fist, like um, but we are not here to be like chief defenders if it is terrible. Like you know, you've you've heard us talk about issues that we've hated, um, like. I've, um, and I've already yeah. bad mouthed the Iron Fist show on this podcast, right? <laughs> so exactly. So you I've know, already complained about it a lot. I just want to put our cards on the table here. It's like you know, we're just saying give it a chance right now, and don't and and we've read quite a lot of the reviews, and we've seen that they go up and down, so they don't really give you a sort of a good overall picture of what it's going to be. Um, so, you know, if if we hate it, you'll hear all about it in a couple of weeks' time. Daredevil was a new thing. It was fresh. They got, like, amazing reviews. As I said, Jessica Jones had a woman. Luke Cage was, you know, had a black guy. And the, the uh, and they were, like, good enough. They got really positive reviews, and Iron Fist just doesn't have the fact that it's, like, a new first thing or the progressive thing going for it to give it protection against bad reviews so yeah uh that, that's also, also it, it also has one other thing going against it which is in 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 between luke cage and an iron fist legions come out which is possibly going to be one of the greatest sort of comic related tv shows out there and it's very experimental and it's very cool so um it, Plus it was they made on that was always going to be a little bit tricky i think coming a month after legion which just is doing gangbusters and they made Iron Fist come last, uh, which I didn't want at all. So, like, people are suffering from Netflix fatigue, you know? And people are really excited uh, for the Defenders, so that you've got that kind of... They kind of want it over with so they can get to the Defenders now because they want to see the people they already love together. And Iron Fist yeah. is this just kind of... They don't know him yet, so... I'm not one of those people, but... Yeah. No, me neither. I also so. very firmly believe that the uh, last episode of Iron Fist it will be fit- followed by... A Defenders trailer. So if that's not worth watching it for, I don't know what is. Right. God, I hate that whole thing. Like, <laughs> putting. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm. I, I think the show will be good, but we will see. I guess. So I guess what you guys think. We'll get to what you guys think right now. We've got mail about what people are thinking for the show, stuff like that. So. We'll start off with the shortest one. Uh, AL writes in, I am looking forward to implied incest between the Meacham siblings. And that's it. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that'll happen. Um, I, do. I, I don't know if it will or not. I think, I guess there's a possibility that Joy could break ranks. Um, it's hard. I mean, it, it's possible... Um, I think it's more likely to manifest in sibling rivalry with Danny, who thinks of himself as as part of their little family, but they don't think of as as such. 
Now we have uh, mail from Kevin Swanson, who's written in before. And he says, my main concerns are changing of the backstory and no costume. If the changes of the backstory is what it seems to be with his parents dying in a plane crash and him, and him ending up in Kunlun on accident, and it changes the entire motivation for his early characterization. He trained for 10 years with the sole purpose of revenge. He gave up immortality because he hated Meacham so much. I really feel that his backstory and early motivation are a unique take for a hero. Once he finally gets to Meacham and realizes he is a broken man, Danny is without a purpose and becomes somewhat lost in life. If he has changed to not have that motivation, it becomes very similar to Batman, Green Arrow, and any number of other billionaire heroes who fight crime. Returning from a strange land when everyone thinks the hero was dead is very similar to the plot of Batman Begins. Not having a costume feels to me to be a misunderstanding of the basics of the hero of Iron Fist. He's not wearing his mask because it is a costume. It is a ceremonial garb of the warrior worthy to bear the Iron Fist. People of New York shouldn't be thinking he is crazy because he looks like a homeless man. They should think he is crazy because he he's wearing a mask and a kung fu outfit. I still have hope for the show. It seems like they got the power of the Iron Fist punch right. The power looks cool and seems to be powerful. He is seen punching through a brick wall with it and also sending a room of men flying. I prefer the early stories where he had to use the Iron Fist sparingly because it would drain him after using it. Probably with a lower budget, the graphics on Netflix will lead him to using it only a few times in the season. And he also adds that he is concerned uh, he does not want any romance in season one, and he is very concerned about the possibility of Colleen Wing being a romantic interest. Uh, yeah? Yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to take that one, or do you want me to start on it? I have a couple of um, I'll, I'll, uh, if you want to start, you can start. I'm, All right. I, I, had, I had a thought about the revenge thing, because obviously it's something we're all a little bit concerned about, because I think uh, he nails it. I think the revenge is this key thing that when Danny can't carry it out, or chooses not to carry it out, because he has got that compassion in him that he's not going to take it out on a, a guy who isn't worthy of fighting him at the, to at the point, and is this kind of broken man. Um, it is a defining thing of Danny in the comics. Like, absolutely. Now, Yes, what we've seen of the trailers implies that that might not be the case. Um, and that's going to be interesting about why he leaves Kunlun and stuff like that. The only way I can see them getting out of that without there being something that we've not seen from that origin is that when he goes back and he's investigating like what's happened, and there's something in that second trailer that talked about... Um, there being like a sickness or a, like criminals everywhere. And I, I just wondered if while he's doing some of this, something comes out that Wendell was behind, um, that ha Ward, oh God, that Meacham was behind mm. the the plane crash and that you get that yeah. kind of later turn to revenge. And it is still very different, but it, it's a nod to it. And in my head, that's the only way, if everything is as we've seen so far and as we're assuming, that's the only way they can get that in is if he later finds it out, which still changes all those motivations, but still might, but may mess him up as a 25-year-old as opposed to a 9-year-old. Um, and if you want to take one of the other points or comment on that. I'll go on that point. Uh, I agree with both of you. Um, I mean, I've voiced my concern about the revenge thing. I've ranted about it three times over Facebook emails. I have... I'm sure I've gone on about it on the show at least once. 
I'm also very concerned about it. I think it is likely that we will get the twist, so to speak, that uh, Harold Meacham did sabotage the plane. Um, and then that revenge thing will come into it later. And hopefully the revenge thing coming into it later will result in him making a choice, which he will regret. But we will have to see. But I think we will get the revenge angle because I think that the plane crash being an accident, I don't think that will be a thing. No, and it would be a very convenient accident to happen as and where it yeah, does. Yeah, god damn. <laughs> so, um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I, I can't see any way where he'd work it out as a nine-year-old that that might be what brought a plane down, but I can see it kind of hitting him later. When he he fights. might still get the choice between like immortality or revenge on Meacham towards the end of the show. He might choose to just stay in New York and take out Meacham. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean. Yeah, we'll see. It's a definite change, but um. I mean yeah, that that that's think, my heart. Yeah, mine too. Um, what's we next? The costume. Uh, again, like we're not gonna not agree. Um, interestingly enough, there's um. There was a interview with the costume designer, and she seemed to reference designing costumes for Iron Fist. So, um, as opposed to the suits and stuff like that. Um, so, we will see. I, I think we'll definitely... I mean, if it's anything like some of the others will get nods to the costume. We've seen him in the monk's garb. I think it's a shame they haven't gone costume with him. Um, but I think it's one they can get back from. I don't know. I I I I have complicated feelings about the costume. I guess um, I'd like to see him in one. I would have been fine seeing him in the tracksuit, one of the sort of more recent comics, as something that might be, you know, he's working out in something he's more likely to have. Um, but with the sort of the mask as the sort of ceremonial thing, um, and they've certainly said that there's going to be issues with him having to keep his identity secret. So I don't know. I mean, I I agree with him in the fact that because uh, I remember Scott Buck, the showrunner, did say there's no reason for him to wear a costume because he's not a hero yet, and I agree with him that that's a misunderstanding of the basics of Iron Fist because he doesn't wear the costume because it's a superhero outfit. He wears it because it's the ceremonial garb of the Iron Fist. And yeah. we in the trailer he says I'm the Iron Fist and stuff, and unless I mean maybe unless he says it at the end, I'm assuming that he has embraced his role as the Iron Fist. So yeah, I mean uh, the the revenge thing is much more of a big deal for me than the costume though. Mm-hmm. I can live without the costume. I'm a bit annoyed, but you know I'll live. Uh, Charlie Cox did say that Iron Fist and him are the only ones with costumes in the Defenders. Maybe he'll have a costume in the Defenders, but I don't think so. I guess we'll see. Uh, really looking forward to seeing Daredevil and Iron Fist together, though. Yeah. Um, really, really, really looking forward to that, because, well, guess who my two favourites are? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, good news, Kevin, because... I'm pretty sure from what I've read that he does not use the Iron Fist that much, which I think might... Uh, I think I saw a reference to somewhere that it does... He can't just use it all the time like he can these days, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I did like that he had to be very tactical with his choice of using the Chi of the Dragon um, in case it drained him too much. Uh, in the older comics, which we've all covered. Yeah. 
Um, do you have any other thoughts to that email? Um, I don't think so. I think that's kind of... I mean, they're the big points. I mean, I, I, you know, like, I think... I don't know. I think talking about the other shows, they've all had changes. Um, Luke Cage, to me, had yeah. the biggest changes. So I think having watched Luke Cage, I know that possibly not everyone's read as much Luke Cage as I have. Um, I had a pretty big heads up that they were going to be changing quite a lot about Iron Fist as well. Um, I just hope they're not changing it to the extent that they changed Luke Cage because, my God, <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought some of the changes to Luke Cage were egregious. I just, and I'm I, not even, like, a big Luke Cage guy. Yeah, I just thought that they they took away from the character. And I guess yeah. that's my worry with the revenge thing with Danny. But, there's hey, there's many ways to mess someone up. And um, I mean, is Danny going to be from Georgia now? I, that's not my... Con- my like cons- he- you know, like, my con- I think my, my biggest one for Luke Cage was making him an ex-cop. Because I, I think that, that changes mm. quite a lot about the character, because... Because yeah. as a cop, you, you it, it means that he was already kind of an upstanding citizen. In the comics, he was, yeah. really wasn't. I mean, he wasn't terrible, terrible. But he, you know, like I think it's important to show that that heroes can come from anywhere. They don't always have to start off as good people. Um, well, as Luke is supposed to be really in touch with the people of Harlem because yeah. he is one of them, you know. And I think, and if he's cop- an ex-cop from Georgia, <laughs> then... Yeah. That changed the most like, for me. It was like, it, and it's such a little thing, you know. It's just like just dropping in that I was an ex-cop. Um, I'm not sure what it added to the show, but I think it, for me it took away a lot of of what Luke was. So, mm. uh, you know, and I, look, I'm fully expect like we were never gonna get this sort of perfect representation of the comics either. So I think from us we have to be prepared to give up something, like of what da- of what Danny is to us. Um, at, for, for the benefit of having it online <laughs> on TV, I remember getting annoyed at like the changes in Daredevil um, to yeah, like Daredevil's character. But now, now I look at them and I'm like, wow, they are like very minimal compared to the other changes that have come in these Netflix shows. Because Daredevil is pretty much spot on. Mm-hmm. The only major detail I'd say that they would change is he didn't immediately go for revenge on his mm-hmm. dad's killer. Um, but that that. Like, everything else is still there. Yeah. You know, his dad, like, uh, you know, so, God, Daredevil came off really well compared to, like, Luke Cage. Yeah. So I'm hoping that Iron Fist is more towards the Daredevil vein and not the Luke Cage vein. But that's, it's not something that I, I don't think that's the thing I'm going to criticise most if I criticise anything about the show. I'm hoping that I can kind of come into it and realise, I mean, and this isn't to, to sort of, this isn't to diss anyone because I am genuinely worried about the revenge thing. It's one of the things I like most. Um, I just think um, it's a bit of... It, hopefully it'll be a payoff and we'll get a decent show out of it that will introduce a lot of people to Iron Fist who will then go learn about some of this stuff um, and get to it new. Um, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, revenge is pretty important. Um, I've, I've in my rants, I've compared it to Batman's parents still being alive. I mean, we, we also <laughs> so, know that we also know that Harold is going to be fully functional, and pretty villainous. So um, you know, like he's not going to be this broken man, um, which is. I will say I'm very excited for well. David Wenham's Harold Meacham. Very, yeah, very I mean, excited. I mean, because let, let's face it, within the show we could see Danny learning about what happened to his parents, wanting to carry out revenge because of this. And Harold becoming broken, all but all in thirteen episodes. So it, you know, like 
we, we it don't is know. 13 hours we, it's a lot of time we, we don't know that journey either i mean it, it's not the same as what happened in the comics but we could see that turning away from revenge thing still just in a much more compact way so we'll see yeah um okay so are we done with that email yeah Alright, well, thank you very much, Kevin, for the yeah, detailed email. You. I pretty much agree with everything you say. I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not as, uh, I'm not feeling as hopeless about it as you are, but, uh, let's hope for both our sakes that our concerns aren't that warranted. Now, next is on Twitter. Uh, C. Domi, uh, tweeted, uh, the reviews are hitting me like a freight train. Trying to pay no mind, but like Rebecca, I think I want to pause for now. Though there is still a spark of hope that it could be good. For sure, though, it will be a very different take on Danny. Yeah, when I when the reviews first start coming out, first start coming out, they got me down a lot because I've been looking forward to this show for well, I've been looking forward to an Iron Fist movie, then a show. I've been I've just been waiting for years to find, and I just I just so want it just to be a positive experience. Above all, I just want it to be a positive experience. I don't want any stupid negativity. You know, I don't want to. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, of course. I mean, uh, I didn't want all this uh, political stuff to get dragged into it. I just wanted and enjoyed. Like, I just wanted a complete positive. Yes, Iron Fist is getting a show. Awesome! I can't wait to see it. I didn't want any of this other crap. Like, you know. Obviously, I, I obviously since I said that, I have read some more of the reviews. Um. I've still not read that many, honestly. I've read ones that people have flagged out to me. I have a Google alert for Iron Fist, so I get to see a lot of the headlines, but I haven't clicked on many of them. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I've, been, I've been, I've been talking Connor down about not getting too down about it, because um, I, I just think like this is still like I've not been looking forward to Iron Fist coming on TV or film because I thought it would never happen. Like, this was never in my... Like, even when it was announced, there was right up to the last minute when it was cast, mm. people were saying Iron Fist wasn't going to happen. So, um... Yeah. I'm just... that I'm kind of torn between the... Really excited about it, as I was for, like, Daredevil, um, to being this kind of, ah, you know, if it's terrible, I'll laugh at it. Um, and which I'm hoping is my brain's kind of healthy defence of, like, look, it's on TV, I love Iron Fist, it's great that it's on TV, but it it's still just a TV show. It's like it's like you don't have to love it. I mean, people have people have watched people who are massive fans of True Blood had a positive negative experience. People who are massive fans of Dexter had a very positive negative. You know, like there's all oh god no, but also <laughs> but if you think about even ones that aren't based on actual text, I mean, like you know, there's shows that I've loved that two seasons in I've been like I'm not watching it anymore. It's like all we have to do is is give it a go and like and we're coming to it from this crazy place of like being some of the few people and i mean worldwide here like you know because obviously there's a lot of people who know and fist but who know the character and it's just like we you know like we've got to just bear in mind that like not everyone's coming to that and we can't imagine what it's like to come to from a point of not knowing it. I mean, it's quite funny because I'm going to be watching it with my husband, and he's never read any Iron Fist in his life. Um, don't ask how he's managed to do that while being married to me. He hasn't. Um, he knows little bits about the character because he hears me talk about it, but not, you know, it's not something we sit and discuss for yeah. hours. So I, I get that nicer experience of seeing what someone who is new to it 
feels and that and that's kind of so like I think um we have every right to be concerned and we have every you know I'm not taking anyone's right away to be worried and stressed and nervous but we also have to be like yay it's on TV and like if they do a terrible job then you're in the position to be able to laugh about it the most because you know what's just, out yeah. there that's better. I mean, and I don't... Th- honestly, I'm saying this a little bit lightly because I do not think it's going to be bad enough to be laughable. In fact, I don't actually think it's going to be bad. I just... I just, I think, like, the one thing the reviews have done almost, which has done the show a big favour, is meant people are going in with much lower expectations than they were for Luke Cage and Jessica Jones, which got a massive build-up. And, and, you know, like... To to meet and and I think found it hard to meet some of those uh, initial positive reviews. I think, yeah. like Connor said, the really really clickbaity reviews are just going to get the shows more what the show more watches because even if look even if all it's getting are the people who want Marvel to fail to watch it, maybe some of them will will enjoy it. You know, it's like and it, and while it's hard to go in and say oh you know they're going in trying to diss it, it it's still like if it if it triggers any more people being interested in it i'm cool people will still be all in for the defenders people will maybe have liked iron fist a lot more by then and um and i think seeing all the dynamics of the heroes together is is a massive thing i mean like look how important it is to us that like danny gets on with luke and when we're probably not going to get that during the iron fist show um, the possibility of the costumes all together, or how Jessica talks about them all, and what horrible nicknames she gives them all. So I, I'm going in positive, and um, I suggest that we remember that in the end, this is 13 hours of TV, and I actually do think it's going to be good, and I think it's benefiting from from the low expectations, if anything. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could be as positive as you. <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure if what I'm saying. I'm, is, I'm not sure what, if, if, if what I'm saying is wholly positive because I'm saying like it's more positive than what I am going through. <laughs> that's for yeah, sure. that's because I'm an old um, person and I've I've been through this before and I've been disappointed before and um, and um, I just think like just keep a sense of perspective about it. This isn't the end of the world. I guess I was like you, because I, I didn't think an Iron Fist show was going to happen. Like, I was looking forward to one. Like, I really wanted one to happen, but I never thought it would. And it did, and I'm like, oh, my God. I just, I guess, as I said, the thing that's bothering me is I just want to be positive about it. And it's just difficult when it's kind of shoved in your face a lot. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, well, well, I can try and keep that positive mindset. But... I don't talk about it very much because I don't want the hassle of of talking about it. And that's... I don't know, maybe that's because I'm female and on social media, but there's, you know, I think the insults and the stuff like that, and it's hard to keep your cool when and when people are, are making really um, awful comments, and I just think it's important to remember how, like, I know how I wouldn't want to be talked to, and I refuse to get into those kind of slanging matches with people, Um because there's a lot of things they can't take away from me, and I will always love Iron Fist. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I know a lot of Iron Fist fans, and I have the Iron, I have an Iron Fist Twitter page, so unfortunately, I can't really get away with not no, talking you about. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's. I mean, I'm lucky in a lot of ways because I'm a. Uh, I'm you know I'm obviously a big Superman fan, a big Daredevil fan. We have an amazing Daredevil. We've had uh, Henry Cavill's like almost perfect superman um 
and actually he's not almost perfect. He is a perfect Superman, perfect modern Superman anyway. So I'm very lucky in terms of fandom. You know, with Wolverine, I've gotten how many Wolverine movies? You know, and like most of them have been good. Yeah. Um, and the bad ones have been bad enough that you can laugh at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, exactly. But Iron Fist has always held a special place. Like, Iron Fist is always, you know, like, I, I was excited about the Daredevil show, but I, was, I would have rather an Iron Fist show than a Daredevil show because we already got the Daredevil movie. And the director's cut of that wasn't too bad. And Iron Fist is just such a thing where you look at it and you're like, wow, this will never get a show because he's a C-list character. It's much class, but you know it could work so well as a show. I don't know, I'm just rambling here. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think we've got. I, was... I think we've got to the rambling stage, but it's interesting rambling. But yeah, we shall see. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll see. I want it to. Yeah, I want it to be good. I just want to go into it and enjoy it, and I just don't like that. That's you know, it's been made more danger. difficult. <laughs> no, I think it's been made yes, more difficult. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, well, that's our very lengthy response to your two tweets. <laughs> so. <laughs> We have one more email. This is our biggest one. Um, from Carla Torres. I am very sorry if I pronounced your name wrong because I don't think I've ever actually heard your name spoken. But he also, he I'll put this in the show notes, he runs the Iron Fist page on Facebook. Uh, I'm also an admin on there. I don't post very much though. Uh, so I'll put a link to that Iron Fist page on the show notes. It's the biggest scientist page on Facebook, so you're probably already aware of it, but just in case you're not, I will put it there. But here are his thoughts on the show. So, thoughts. I think that Finn Jones has been well cast for the role. They aren't after a bulked-up super soldier, but someone who can pull off Westerner taught the ways of the Shaolin or similar. The changes from the source material are logical and fitting for the change of era, since this isn't the 70s, so seeing Danny Rand return with a now ancient iPod really does work well, putting him into a similar category along with Captain America and Star-Lord as people out of time. The changes... Uh, sorry, I already read that sentence. <laughs> Based on some interviews, he also fills a role similar to Thor. As the one who knows what's going on, uh, there's probably minor spoilers in this email. Most of this is speculation, though. Um, as the one who knows what's going on with the hand and possibly the black sky, just as Thor knew about the Norns and the impending alien threat. Daredevil introduced us to a world of mystery with the blind devotees of Madame Gao, Gao's unexplained punch ability, the symbol of Davos on the heroin packet, and the children who Claire described as reading medically like a cheap science fiction novel. It presented us with questions that led to even more questions, implying a world hidden behind some out-of-reach curtain. My impression of the Iron Fist trailers and interviews suggests that we'll be seeing at least some things from the other side of the curtain. A world where more mysteries may abound, but what we're, but what we're baffling questions in Daredevil's sphere will be common knowledge for people in the realm of Iron Fist. He knows what the hand are about, he probably knows about Stick in the Chase, and will likely identify the Steel Serpent symbol before others do. The action and martial arts from the trailers has a very rough look, a brutal and direct form of combat that makes use of speed, accuracy, and acrobatics. Already we see Danny effortlessly cartwheeling around, flipping over cars, so I predict we can expect fights that aren't flowery or pretty like a Wigia production, but instead moves that aim to hurt or knock people the hell out, an almost ugly style of fighting that isn't dirty, 
but not done to impress either. It's about kicking ass and cracking skulls. I like the sound of that. Already, we see Colleen Wing's Fight Club trailer scene, where she headbutts a fist, throat strikes a guy, and using an odd-looking armbar move. When a sword comes out, it's not for fancy moves, it's for effective moves. The, pre- the previews of Chi indicate that his powers can't be used with too great repetition, possibly a throwback to the 70s comics where his power could be quite draining, making him less overpowered while still formidable. The times we see him punch open a wall or explode the floor, we realise there is another reason he doesn't just glowy Chi punch everyone, because he's a monk and he doesn't want to turn all his enemies into exploding red mists of death. Mm. <laughs> Will he kill? Maybe, but I doubt it would be his go-to tactic. So not quite Batman, but not the Punisher either. He's a warrior, not a psycho assassin. I believe Psycho Assassin applies to Batman and the Punisher. <laughs> That's just my, my hopes for the show. I hope to see an impressive story that gets built up, requiring all 13 episodes to appreciate, with quality fight scenes and action, not quantity. Because as amazing as the hallway fights have been in Daredevil, reproducing the same scenes only gets boring, and too much fighting, even in a martial arts show, will take away from the building of the characters and story development. This is the final solo series before the Defenders, and now that the other three are established, they need the fourth hero to complete the team. I hope to see characters from the comics not yet revealed, even if they're less-known characters, or and or just some cameos, like Oddball and Daredevil or Hellcat and Jessica Jones. Some possibilities could be Paladin, Moon Knight, Shang-Chi, Shen Kui, and hopefully a reference to Orson Randall. Yes, I know people want Moon Knight. <laughs> Sorry, Moon Knight I, cu- I, could, I couldn't stop myself there. As you mentioned like Moon Knight, and I said, hmm... I, 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 all I know from Moon Knight fans is they never shut up. That's not fair. <laughs> I'm such a big Moon Knight fan. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> um, we know that Bride of Nine Spiders has a very good chance of appearing, so I hope we see or at least have references to other immortal weapons as well, especially Fat Cobra or Dog Brother. Most of all, I hope for a damn hallway scene or equivalent fight scene because something has to lead up to that floor punch explosion. <laughs> I know I said the entire show can't be hallway scenes, but we need something similar. My fears for the show. This is my favourite part always. <laughs> I'll get the big one out of the way. There have been some negative reviews about the pacing of the story with the criticism of over the first six episodes fixating too much on Danny trying to prove his identity so he can get his company back or something. Though other reviews have highlighted things like Underground Tournament and a rescue. So I wonder if some reviewers mistake story building for story dragging. Just because the show has 13 episodes doesn't mean it's meant to be episodic. We get the entire series all at once, so they know people are probably going to watch it over the course over a day or two, rather than have to wait a week between each episode. When you can binge-watch a show, you can afford a wider story that spans, that spans an entire season without worrying about people forgetting details of the previous episode. There is always the concern with any origin story that too much or too little can happen. Too much, and you take away from the main story. Too little, and you are left with too many questions about the hero and other characters. Daredevil balances perfectly with some flashbacks and sticks showing up to connect the past to the present. Jessica Jones did similar with Patsy's mother... Luke Cage didn't show a lot from his past, but he got his powers as an adult, while Matt had his accident and training as a child, as did Jessica, when we see her lifting heavy things. One thing I really don't want to have happen is an extended plot where Danny is without powers, or his powers become pointless. I had this issue with Luke Cage, where the bulletproof man was either utterly unstoppable, with nothing posing any threat at all, to suddenly he has to avoid bullets completely from fear of there being a Judas bullet. 
I also didn't like Luke's only real threat, aside from the Judas bullets, being a guy in a trench coat and a lame helmet, and for a very short scene only. Daredevil had actual moments of peril, as did Jessica. Even with her powers, she wasn't bulletproof and struggled with Nuke once he started getting his power from pills. Already, we see Danny blow up an entire floor, so I hope we don't have them level the playing field by just having him lose his powers until the plot says he can have them back, just to make things fair. Hopefully, it will be more of an issue of not wanting to murder, murder explode fools and or his powers take time to recharge. That's another thing. I get that he's meant to be all zen calm and value life, but if we could not have him struggle with taking life when needed, that'd be great. He's a warrior. Yep. Yeah. I agree. With I pretty much all of that, actually. Great email, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm definitely on board with the whole warrior thing. I, I think... Danny should definitely not have the qualms of uh, Luke or Daredevil. I don't think taking life should be a theme in Iron Fist. I think it, like if it happens, it just happens. Um, unless it's like the Harold Meacham thing, obviously, if it's like cold-blooded murder. But yeah. And yeah, I completely agree about Luke Cage with the whole either he's unstoppable and mean to everything or he has to avoid all bullets. There wasn't like much other threat there. It's yeah. just magic bullets which I thought was a bit disappointing, because they alluded to them trying different methods to take out Luke Cage, but they never did it, so... Yeah, and that's some of the fun, more fun things I like in the um, in the comics, is where they try and find inventive ways to kill Luke Cage. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a great so, email. I think I kind of agree with everything yeah. there. Like... Pretty much. Um, I'm glad to see someone optimistic about the fight scenes. Uh... Yeah. I've, I mean, all I've seen. I, look, I'm I, I'm not I'm not a sort of knowledgeable martial arts person. Like, I'm really not. I know that um, what I saw at New York Comic Con, there was one fight that I thought looked a bit, eh? and then the next fight I saw I thought looked great. So, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just like I I I think it'll be interesting. I mean, obviously, like Finn isn't a martial artist and has had to. I mean, he's been doing the training, but he only had to do it for a few months. So, I mean, I'm guessing, like, by the t- even by the time we see him in Defenders, he's slightly, but he's better. Um, yeah. And there'll be, um, but they've got great stunt people. Like one of the things we know yeah. about the Marvel Netflix shows. So maybe we'll get ones where it's a little. Uh, you know what? One of the best re- reviews I read. It's not a best review of it, but did raise this as an issue and said it meant that there, that some of the fights that were very had to be edited. Um, so there was a lot of, um, they, they didn't look as smooth as if somebody who was an actual martial artist was doing it, but the fights were still good. They just had to like flick away from him a bit more so they could switch in the stunt people and stuff like that. Um, which I'm kind of, if the fight looks good overall, I don't really care how it's done. And, um, and what they said was like, that's one of the problems they had with Danny not being in a costume. It was very easy to switch out Charlie Cox for a stunt double. Because he's yeah. in like full costume, it's much harder when um, you have someone who's showing their face. Yeah. Um, to do it, so it it was it was an inter- it was one of those reviews where you just think, oh yeah, that is kind of like maybe they should have gone costume for that. But I, yeah. I think as I think as long as the end result's good, I'm I'm good with it. But I'm I don't know martial arts, so even though I've probably seen more of the fights than most people because they did show a fairly long one in the um, at New York Comic Con. I really liked it. Like, so I'm hoping that yeah. means that it's 
you know, I'm look. If you're if you're a martial arts expert, you're bound to pick up more more problems with the fights um, than someone coming at it like me who just enjoys the whole action. So, but I'm still not going to spoil anything that I saw at New York Comic Con because <laughs> like that would be mean a week out. So yeah, and as for as for other characters appearing, I'm I'm like almost hundred percent certain we get Shang Chi and White Tiger. Oh God, I hope. So. Well, I, I I don't know if I care about Shang Chi being in it. I kind of do in a way. But um, it yeah I I hope we get White Tiger would be cool because we've obviously had reference to the female White Tiger in another show, um, or the female who became White Tiger, and uh, so that's kind of cool. I I hope we and as uh, as he said, there's a hint that Bride of the Nine Spiders will be in it, so that makes me very excited for seeing all my favourites immortal weapons, um, like all of them, which I know we won't. <laughs> Yeah. Um, now is is Madam Gale going to be? Mostly, Crane I want to see Davos. Can we all mention that yes. now? We want to see Davos. We've seen the Steel yeah, Serpent Davos. logo, but Davos, Davos, Davos. We need Davos because we need Davos, Davos is the enemy. Um, yeah, in Madam Gale is is it me or is she, do you reckon she's Crane Mother? I mean, people have been talking about this since you know back in Daredevil season one. Yeah, I think I think yeah, inevitably um, so. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, just with her link, obvious links to Kunlun, obviously, the Steel Serpent logo, we all know Crane Mother eventually takes Davos under her wing, um, her really spooky wing, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I guess that's all the emails and stuff. Um, they they were all a lot better at articulating their thoughts than I was, I'll say that much. Yeah, um, me too, I think. And I'm probably likely to get hate mail for... I don't, Some think, of my I don't think you will. We'll you can send hate mail to Sons of the Dragon Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com and we will read Connor. it. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't I'm, I don't like being criticized, but you know, feel free. <laughs> yeah. I, I came off very randomly this episode just because it's been like a crazy few days. So there's so many thoughts that I've been trying to process into dialogue and it's just been like, ah, and good thing we got these emails because they were all they were all really good guys. Thank yeah, you. Thank you very much. Very much. Even um, the incest one. Um. <laughs> yeah. <Inside. sighs> so, show comes out next week. Next week we'll be doing Power Man and Iron Fist fourteen because we'll we do it. We'll do a bit of a spoiler-free thoughts of the show because I'm assuming we'll have finished it by then. But the week after next week, we will be covering the show properly. We're not going to do episode by episode. We might do one big episode or a couple of episodes just talking about the show. Um. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but we'll there is other podcasts it. that, yeah, <laughs> there, there there is other podcasts that do it like episode by episode. So we don't we don't want to spend thirteen weeks on one. No, we want um, to get back to the sorry. comics. We've got the new um, Ed Brisson, Mike Perkins comic is coming out on the twenty second of March. Yes. So we don't want to get too behind on those, um, and also Power Man Nine just will be ending. I think we're 15, so I think we've only got one more month of that. So we want to make sure we don't lose track of the current comments, yeah. Um, because that's what the podcast was really here for. So, so I'll link I'll link a couple of the better reviews in uh just to give everyone a positive vibe in the show notes. Um, I'll yeah, just make 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 sure you guys check out the the show notes. They're on the WordPress. Uh, I put show notes every week for stuff we talk about. Um, They're really yeah. Good. Uh, anything to add? 
I think that is uh, me iron fisted out for now. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh, actually, Although no. I will, I will go have another slice of my iron fist cake after we're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, next next week's episode won't have spoiler free impressions of Iron Fist because while it would have come out after Iron Fist came out, we wouldn't have seen it at that point. So. Well, it depends. Yeah. When are we? Re- <laughs> yeah, I'm not recording it the day of Iron Fist, by the way. <laughs> no, we could. Yeah, we I'm not. We we'll, we won't record. We let's we'll, we'll figure this out later. But yeah, yeah, we won't be recording after the show's aired. So. Yeah. Well, until next time, uh, may your uh, emails become like unto a thing of iron. And keep the faith, guys. Yes, the Bon Jovi song. Peace. (laughs) Bye. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. Any musical images we use belong to their respective copyright holders. We do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, anything you want, really. It doesn't even have to be related to Iron Fist. If you don't want it read on the air, though, make sure you mention that. You can also find us on Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon, uh, hyphens where the spaces are. Our YouTube, Connor Carl. Just search Iron Fist Podcast and you'll find us real quick. We are also on iTunes. If you find us there, give us a review and rate us. If it's less than five stars, please say why so we can improve the show. And we're on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And last but not least, head over to our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast.wordpress.com. That's where I put all the show notes. And I would like to thank Thomas Tissot for letting us use his Iron Fist theme song for the start of our show. And finally, Thanks to you guys for listening.